Shalom. Welcome to the Union of Messianic Congregations Torah Commentary Series. I'm Dave Nickel from Rock Israel in Needham, Massachusetts. Today we'll be discussing Parshat Vayikra. The passage starts in the beginning of the book of Leviticus. The entire system of sacrifices in Leviticus is about nearness to God. This is evident in the opening verses of our Parsha, Vayikra. Uh, the Hebrew root, karav, kushret vet, is the root of both brings near, yakriv korban, and offering, korban. The phrase presents an offering, yakriv korban, has a poetic repetition that's better captured in Everett Fox's translation, where he translates it brings near an ear offering. The opening word of the Parsha, Vayikra, he called, also connotes invitation and intimacy. The commentators, including Ramban and Midrash Tanchuma, point out that this personal invitation of Moses comes immediately after the end of Exodus, where the cloud of Hashem's presence fills the temple such that Moses could not enter. As Rabbi Aviva Richmond points out, being prevented from entering the Mishkan must have been a blow to Moses, making the personal invitation of Ayikra that much sweeter. The traditional view of the Korbanot or sacrifices is that bereft of a temple in which to offer them, we are in a state of long-term galut or exile. Even when we have a Jewish nation in the land of Israel, our inability to resume the sacrifices leaves us separated from God, unable to draw close and in a state of unending ritual impurity. Certainly this is true on some level. Without the te temple, our people are scattered and fractured and ways that people draw close to the creator proliferate beyond number. On the other hand, the Besorah of Yeshua implies that the situation is not so bleak. From Hebrews 10, we read, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have boldness to enter the holies by the blood of Yeshua. He inaugurated a new and living way for us through the curtain that is his flesh. We also have a Kohen Gadol over God's household. So let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and body washed with pure water. In Hebrews 10, 19 22. The model of the Korbanot is one where we participate as partners with God in maintaining the relationship. Our Parsha starts with God calling to Moses but it immediately follows with, when any one of you brings an offering to Adonai. You may have noticed that many of the details of the building of the Mishkan appear twice, once when God commands, and another time when Moses or the artisans actually do the work. Accordingly, the author of Hebrews does not stop at what Yeshua as, does as Kohen Gadol, high priest, for us, but continues with the same theme as our Parsha, so let us draw near. But in this time of Galut, when even our flawed status quo is shaken and the structures and systems we relied upon are showing their weakness. What do we do? How do we draw near? Here are some ideas. When the temple was destroyed, our sages first turned to prayer as a way to draw near. Regular prayer times were already in place before the temple's destruction, so it was a small step to establish the three daily sacrifices, Shachrit, Mincha, and Mariv, based on the sacrificial schedule. There's a natural tendency to turn prayer into something that serves our needs rather than bringing it as a gift. This tendency to be a taker instead of a giver is a temptation in any relationship and usually a destructive one. Once prayer becomes a truly relational act, 
that contains both giving and receiving, it will draw us nearer to our Creator. As it says in the Psalms, Adonai is near, karov, to all who call on him, to all who call upon him in truth. Next, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel famously described the Shabbat as a sanctuary in time. While Moses and Aaron, Betzalel, and Oholiab built the Mishkan in the desert with various types of labor, we all build this sanctuary each week by desisting from those same types of labor. It's not a rest for our health, though it may be healthy, as much as it is a boundary like that around the Mishkan that Moses sent up, set up before the presence of Hashem filled it. We create a space for holiness by distinguishing the day, putting boundaries around it. When we have guests over, I need to move my computers, guitars, and assorted books from the guest room so they have a comfortable place to stay. Similarly, we make room for God's presence on Shabbat and allow his presence to draw near. Another way, Kehillah. Without Kehillah Israel, the congregation of Israel, the Mishkan is never built. Note that when God commands Moses, have them make a sanctuary for me, it is not so that I may dwell in it, but rather so that I may dwell among them. From Exodus 25.8, each Israelite having a shrine in their own tent doesn't work. The building must be done together. In this modern life, it's easier, at least much easier, uh, to forget that we are social animals built to be deeply interdependent on one another. Much of Western thought considers a human as a free-floating individual, but that is its great flaw. Human life is defined by relationships. Anything meaningful we do will be shaped and enabled by the communities we live in, whatever shape that may take. Kehillah, community, also gives us endless opportunities to love others. As Rabbi Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory reminded us once, Sacrifice is best understood as an expression of love. Yeshua's sacrifice demonstrates the depth of God's love for us. His teaching makes it clear that loving God and loving your neighbor are not simply the most important commandments. They are interdependent, mutually reinforcing. What then could be more important than living lives of sacrifice, love, and mutual commitment? Another way, Musar. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter compared Musar's study, the study of the classic Jewish texts on interchange and ethics, with the Mincha offering. Why does this comparison make sense? Rabbi Salanter saw that religious life was deeply compromised if it was purely external. Today, it's common for religious leaders and any of us to believe that character matters, but few of us have truly mastered the disciplines that develop character. The issues, individual and societal, that motivi motivated Rabbi Salanter to innovate practices of Musar still persist. As a result, many times our communities must rely on new members who have not had the time and mentorship to develop into healthy contributors. The Musar tradition provides tools for the renovation of our inner selves, strengthening our families and communities, drawing us all nearer to each other and to God. So with all these things, in the end, it's not overly complicated, but neither is it easy. The service of the Mishkan is not uh, tangential to our spiritual life, but it is fundamental to our spiritual life together. Rabbi Eliezer Melamed sums it up in this way, I'm quoting from Pinyin uh, Halachat, The Laws of Shabbat, Volume 1. He writes, Even though there is a big difference in status between the Mishkan and the rest of the world, in reality, the whole world is meant to be a Mishkan. That is a place where the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, can dwell. 
Consequently, all of man's labor must be connected to the crafting of the Mishkan. Therefore, one must orient all his actions toward the greater glory of God. In the field or in the factory, while engaged in scientific research or in business, all in order to improve the world and perfect it until it reaches its ultimate purpose of being a Mishkan for the Shekhinah. So even without the sacrifices, the scope of our participation has not shrunk, but has grown. This is the meaning of Hebrews inviting us to enter, in boldness, the very place we were once kept from, the most holy place. Further, while the original Mishkan was built once and then completed, we can participate in its building and rebuilding every day, living lives of prayer, Shabbat and mitzvot, as people of humility, faith, and character. May we do so. May we draw near to God together, that God may, in mercy, draw near to us. Thanks for listening. You can find more of these commentaries at umjc.org slash commentaries. Shabbat shalom.